Run DMT here, proud to announce a brand new podcast called The Genre Fix. Every week I'm diving into a different style of electronic music and figuring out what makes it tick. Check it out every other Wednesday, or as I call them, podcast day, opposite of sex, drugs, and drink tickets. And head over to KillYourEgoNow.com for more goodies. Take care, boy. Do you read us a bedtime story? <laughs> Late night parties, drinking tequila and trying to get lucky. All right, double layer. Shoes are off. Pants coming off. Oh yeah, baby. This is all getting recorded, by the way. That's the so, best. You know. That's the best. I, you know, we've encouraged people to listen to the podcast naked a couple times. Yet it's just, you know, a matter or not if if they're, if they've gotten to those episodes or not. We we believe in freedom, especially the freedom to take your pants off. Yeah, man. So. You know, and everyone should be incredibly relaxed when listening to these things because you know we're just hanging out. You know, we're all just a bunch of friends here hanging out over the internet and stuff. It's great. It's true. That's what I'm saying, you know. <laughs> Just a couple of just a couple of guys with their pants off. Just a couple of guys talking with their pants off. Nothing creepy about that. I actually have a funny story about about something similar to that, which was this weekend. Um, I was in D.C. hanging out with my nephew and my my parents. You know, they got to do their be their grandparent selves, which is which is definitely a sixty something's best life, by the way. Just being <laughs> a grandparent. Good for them. Um, you know, which, yeah, which is, which is dope. But so, like, um, they have this blow-up pool because it's so hot in D.C. They blew up the blow-up pool for the, the youngin to run around in. And, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's two in October, so he's still pretty, pretty much nugget. Um, wow. And um, he's a big you know, boy. He's, he's, yeah, he's a little guy. So he's splashing around, he's playing, and my, uh, my brother, my dad, and I are all in the pool with him, just hanging out, you know, playing with the, playing with the kid. Um, and eventually he hops out and he goes to hang out with his mom and my mom, you know, uh, Gigi Beth, um, Gigi Beth, Gigi Beth, uh, and we're, we're sitting there for a second and I look at my, I look at my dad, I look at my brother and I go, well, now we just three grown men and they draws in the blow up pool. <laughs> <laughs> my brother just goes yeah we've kind of lost our reference point here haven't we it's like yeah just a little bit <laughs> that's excellent <laughs> welcome everybody to the greatest podcast on the face of the planet Goddamn right sex drugs and drink tickets just a couple of dudes pantsless drinking talking about some dope ass music history and in this case, video game history. But before we get into that, yes. I'm your boy Hudson. Some people call me Wubson. I'm a bass music producer living in Boston, and I am joined by my best friend of fucking... God, we've known each other for 14, 15 years now at some point. Oh, oh, yeah, probably a decade and a half. Jesus, something wild. Uh, something this like is that. the beautiful, wonderfully bearded, big beard man. With the big, 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 big bearded man with the big beard cat. Blah, blah, blah. Seth fucking Richardson. Your boy, Seth fucking Richardson, a.k.a. Young Fuzzy, a.k.a. Seth Daniel. A.k.a. Seth the sound guy. You know. So we got a little bit of a different episode today. All right. So hopefully you tuned in to Tony Hawk episode one. 
we had a lot of fun recording it. I'm sure you had a great time checking it out as well. But today, we're amping it up a little bit because we have a fuck ton more music to go through, okay? We're not going through just one video game. We have to go through Tony Hawk 2 all the way up to... I think I'm going all the way up to Underground 2, which is something like 6 or 7 in this series. So we have a lot of music to talk about. Whereas previously... Uh, you know, we, we sip sip during certain parts of the episode, you know, in, in memory of or to uh, memorialize special occasions and events. No, 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 no. And we also drink for every music, uh, for every song we play. So this is going to be like a musical power hour, kind of. It's a bit of a lightning round we've got going on here. Exactly. So definitely, you know, if you're driving, pull over, you know, before you uncap the, the liquor bottle in your back seat and everything, take the keys out of the car. If you're at the office... Put that shit in park. Yeah, for if sure. If you put it in park. <laughs> if you are at the office, you know, make sure that you, like, clock out for an extended lunch and, you know, maybe go down into the basement or something or find some abandoned cubicle or some shit. You know, wherever you are... Put spiked seltzer in your Nalgene. No one will ever know. <laughs> Ladies, it's it's summertime. Have your hot girl summer. Get that get that Topo Chico bottle. Throw some spiked seltzer in that bitch. No one will ever know any different. Bruh, that's a that's a cheat code for navigating the MBTA and making it fun. <laughs> that's that's a cheat code just just for life, there, baby. That's, <laughs> but sometimes you just need to get by. <laughs> So, um, so we got so prepare yourselves accordingly. I have uh, three drinks set out for myself. I don't know if I'm going to get through all of them, but you know I, ha I have to have a spare just in case because this is going to be a uh, drinking intensive episode. I have a full six pack of Spike Seltzer next to me. Shout out Spike Seltzer. Shout out. Um, Spike and it's about it's about to get strange in here. <laughs> you know I. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but it's, it's Bon Vive Spike Seltzer. They didn't pay me to say that, but I like it. Bon Vive. Bon Vive. Bon Vive. So Bon Vive has that low-carb joint. White Claw is a little bit higher ABV, but is a little bit higher in carb, too. So, like, White Claw, Bon Vive, you want to duke it out, send your boy some samples. I'll let you know how I feel. <laughs> Excellent. Give us that sponsorship. <laughs> Let's get that. <laughs> So if you enjoy what you hear, if you're having fun with us, please leave a comment, talk to us, send us some ideas. It really doesn't even matter what you leave in the comments. You could tell us how the weather is in your hood. You could tell us about, you know, your your latest awkward moments uh, with your family, you know, in a pool or whatever. You know. It doesn't really matter. All that stuff happens. <laughs> happens to the best of us, Seth. So happens to us all the time. <laughs> So if you like what you hear, uh, leave something, you know, leave something in the comments that helps us pop up on other people's feeds um, and share it with some friends. We'd really appreciate it. We got some merch coming soon to killyouregonow.com. So keep your eyes out for that. If you really want to support us, we appreciate that as well. Soon we're going to have some discount codes for y'all as well to give y'all, save y'all a little bit of money on that. And then final, uh, fi finally, the disclaimer, we are drunk musicians. We are not historians, and we're definitely still learning how to talk about these things, as well as conduct research on these things. As well as conduct research on these things. Facts. So, bearing that in mind, we encourage you to do your own research and holler at us if you feel like we need to do any corrections, but take everything we say as a mixture of legend, folklore, and mostly history, all right? Because we're going to go with that. <laughs> <laughs>
Right. And, and also bear in mind that we will always like we will always err on the side of being wacko conspiracy theorists. So if 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 there's an option for us to go down the rabbit hole with something wild, we will do that. And you know, that's just kind of how it is. I mean, it's just way more fun that way. So exactly. Now that we got all the stuff and things out of the way, let's begin Tony Hawk Part Two. Starting with Tony Hawk Two. Part Two. Part Two. Part Two. Part Two. Drink. So Tony Hawk Part Two came in 2000, and when we last left off, just a few years before. Um, or maybe even just one year. Yeah, it was one year before. Sorry. Yeah, they turned these things out. Well, they, they were already working on the second game when they released the first game. And they did. They mm-hmm. had like a contract for X number of games when they did the thing. So it was all planned mm. out. Um, Got it. And so they... with uh, So whereas the, la- the first one, they started off this mixture that was really strange for music at the time of underground punk rock, a little bit of hip hop, and even a little bit of like drum and bass if you got the PlayStation version of the track. It introduced a lot of people to ska music as well, and some just really out there rock music, like Jerry was a race car driver, and, you know, the Suicide Machines and stuff like that. So It exposed a lot of different kinds of kids to a lot of different kinds of music, which was, like, fire for that time period. It definitely had lasting implications for the rest. I mean, even now you can feel this shit resonating. Oh, yeah. But we get ahead of ourselves. After they saw the success of the first album, album, <laughs> game, and its music, they kind of started trying to play with more fusion acts inside this uh, collection of music. So out of 16 songs released on the U.S. version, 23 released on the Korean version. Can't wait for that. Love the Korean version. Bro, the Korean. <laughs> so there were six rock songs, four of which were hip-hop fusion. So two-thirds of the rock music on the album that wasn't punk music was fused with hip hop in some way. And then we have of the eight hip hop songs on the album. Damn it. I'm just going to call them albums. Fuck it. On the album. (laughs) uh, Four of them were rock music or or were rock fusion. So literally half of the hip hop on there was fused with rock elements. So the result is you have a lot of acts on this album that were uh, fusion acts or, or like collaborations between weird acts and different genres. So you have like Anthrax and Public Enemy with Bring the Noise. And then you have acts like Rage Against the Machine and, you know, uh, more rock with like a few rap elements like Papa Roach, as well as some, you know, uh, vice versa with hip hop. LOL, the Papa Roach. Oh, Yeah. Do I have him pulled up? Do I have them pulled up? No, I don't. I picked someone else for this. Okay, so first, we're going to listen, because we just have to. I mean, it's Anthrax and Public Enemy. This track is fucking bonkers. Also, a really fun one to play on the DJ Hero soundtrack. That was a lot of fun to play. Run that track. Run the track. how low can you go? Death Row. What a brother know. Once again, back is the incredible. Rhyme animal. The uncannibal. D. Public Enemy number one. Five bulls and threes. And I got young. Can I tell him never really never had a gun? But it's the wax that's determined to each one. Got it got me in a cell. Put my records they sell. Cause a brother like me said, well, that'll come up and I think you wanna listen to what it can say to you. What you ought to do is follow for now. How are the people say? Make a miracle. D. Keep up the miracle. Black is back all in. We're gonna win. Check it out. Yeah, yo, come on. Here we go again. For the youngins that might have missed playing, you know, on first-gen systems, this shit was... Bl- it blew our fucking skulls whenever we heard this at the time. Because we hadn't heard, like, 
metal mixed with hard hip hop or what we called hard or what I would have considered hard hip hop at the time. Right. We, we probably hadn't been exposed to that being you know, kids in the early 2000s pre-internet maturation. Like this is how you learned about new music it was just like you just played fucking video games and like listened to the radio and shit. And like, hopefully you had a sibling put you on some shit. For real. And like this song came out in 1991. So this was, this breathes new life into the track. And it, like, like you were saying, it exposed all these, you know, all of us to like, what the fuck? You could do this shit. And holy shit, people have been doing it since I was like three. What? <laughs> um, so it really expanded uh, the ideas and, and boundaries of music and kind of well, broke down those boundaries in music so that you could kind of, you know, do weird shit like this. This is the, this is the beginning of the end of, of, you know, genres being stuck in certain uh, subcultures and stuff like that. Everything really starts to mesh together. With that, we're going to play our second track, Out With The Old, by Papa Sean. <laughs> Papa Sean! Hey, hey. Off the album Black Planet Music. Drink. between Anthrax and Public Enemy with the like hard rock lines and the guitars but I mean this track even had turntablism that wasn't on the uh, first Tony Hawk's uh, soundtrack at all true and that was like that was definitely a big deal at that time that was like very much the sound of like the beginning of the sound of that era's alt radio um you know like you started getting guys like Linkin Park um who had like a little bit of turntablism and like this like rock rap type of thing going on a little bit later. Definitely. Definitely. When did hybrid theory come out? Hold on. Hybrid theory came out in 2000. Same year as Tony Hawk too. Oh shit, dude. Oh you, shit. You nailed that. Good job. I definitely, I, the, I was thinking about Nick Lincoln park as well. Whenever I heard the scratches on that last track, but yeah, mm -hmm. dude, you nailed that. Good job. Hell. So you can kind of see where the general mindset was of this track of this of this album. Another cool thing about it was that they you know they included a lot more hip hop as well, but they, they also started including tracks from the skateboarders themselves. So there's actually a uh, a bonus track uh, for Kareem Campbell. So when when you beat the game with pro, uh, with Kareem Campbell, there's like a, a, a another pro tape challenge within the game. I think you have to get all these videotapes or something like that. And once you get them all, you unlock this sweet five uh, like not even five minute. It was like two or three minute video where it's a track of his playing over a montage of him being a cool rapper guy. And so or a cool skateboard rapper guy. <laughs> and so this is Kareem Campbell. Uh, performing as City Stars, and the name of the song is Time for Some Action. Action? It's A-X-I-O-N. So, Action. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, either Action or like Action. Time you know, for some like... Action. <laughs> City 
Time for some action. I like action. No, like 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 chopping somebody up with an axe. Oh, there you go. I like that. There we go. Drink. Time for some action. So what you looking for? Some action. We make it happen. When you riding with city dogs on the checklist with some next shit. Damn, look at those city dogs. And if you checking for that hot track, you know who got that? Who else but city dogs? And if we see that you a buster, we can't trust ya. You. you ain't down with city dogs. Skating on fools. It's a win. Yeah, it's, yeah, it has that like. It definitely has that sort of like melodic like. Sort of Lupe, also sort of like Logic, like definitely a sound that I don't associate with that era. Um, and so it's like, it's really cool to hear, you know, to hear that track that early. Right, for sure. Another twist on this was that, like I mentioned before, this is the first uh, time that they released the game internationally. And so Tony Hawk 2 had a Korean version that had all the US songs plus seven more by this band named. Uh, fin KL, F I N K L, and it, the the KL have periods between them, and they're capitalized, and it stands for Fine Killing Liberty, which is kind of metal. Pretty metal. Pretty metal. But they're not a metal band at all. <laughs> they're, Damn. They, uh, I, dude, I can't wait to play this. This is great. So we're gonna. I'm actually gonna play uh, two sections of this track because you you have to hear where it begins and where it goes. This is Finn KL Forever Love. Drink twice. begins very floaty yeah. very pretty very it, it's it's like disney almost but this is where it goes yes Right time and place to someone drop that at a set, I would lose my shit. <laughs> Dude, Hudson, I'm telling you though, like, so like, this is a this is a kind of tangential, but like, I definitely blame Kingdom Hearts for a large portion of my love of house music. Yo, you feel me? We should do another episode on that. That's a great idea, Seth. Fuck. Yeah, that's that's a whole episode within itself. Um, like, oh, I definitely wow. yeah. Like, growing up listening to fucking like like. Japanese trance music on Kingdom Hearts definitely like played into that that eventual love of house. Was that like so, was that like house or trance? I don't even I so don't like, I don't know it, enough it was about definitely, So it was definitely like trance. It was like it was fast. I, I was um, going to say that if the BPM was faster than house, but I didn't I didn't know. I couldn't tell how far it, how, how far yeah. it went. So word. It was it was like 144 trance. Okay, um, okay. And yeah, so like 
that, that's fucking uh. yeah dude can you imagine though like on okay so i've picked up longboarding recently just because one came into my life and i've always wanted to dick around on one and exercise is nice and i've been having a lot of fun with it i'm not very good but i'm still having a blast i am totally gonna put this track on whenever i go to work tomorrow on my like longboard to the station and just like simulate what life would have been like had we grown up with that song in the playlist for Tony Hawk? Like, can you imagine how that would have influenced us considering, I mean, dude, we we are obsessed with hip hop and punk and rock and metal and all the, all the genres that get represented. Like, these are all core parts of our being. We all have intimate memories of these things. So can you imagine if they just thrown some, like, really happy fucking trance into that shit? Yeah, like... <laughs> Oh my god, the way the way that that could have influenced musical taste of an entire generation. Bro, missed opportunity. This is why we need drink. more diversity in music. Fact. <laughs> that was great. Drink 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 for that though. Drink for that. All right. So, and also drink for Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. <laughs> oh, I just killed my first drink. Jesus. Okay. We are in this um, Yeah, stuff. I'm about I'm about to kill my first uh my first can of spiked. <laughs> All right. So Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 was released in 2001 and they finally perfected the game winning formula that they had become known for punk, rock and hip hop as three different sections of the playlist. And instead of just repping a fusion, they started embracing all three genres pretty equally and focusing on their respective subgenres. It's almost like they're celebrating diversity like we were saying. So, for example, in the rock section of this playlist, we have 80s Red Hot Chili uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers back when they were like super funky. We have a breakbeat, the metal track called Pulse by the Mad Capsule Markets, and we have Motorhead's Ace of Spades. We are definitely going to have to play some fucking Ace of Spades. Yes. I want to do I want to do an episode on Lemmy so uh, Lenny so Lemmy 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 so bad. He's a uh, rock legend that doesn't get enough uh, enough credit. But on top of all that, there's even a surf rock track called I Can't Surf by the Reverend Horton Heat. They also started including hip hop classics as opposed to just fusion acts. Um, so we have acts like KRS-One and Exhibit, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, and House of Pain, Boston represent. <laughs> they didn't mess around with punk too much because you don't fix what ain't broke. You got your new punk True. with... Yeah, I mean, they already figured it out. You got your new punks with... Uh, your new punks. Yeah, we'll go with that. You got your new punks sure. like AFI and Body Jar. And then you got your old punks like the Ramones and Rollins Band. So out of 20 songs, seven of them were rock songs, six of them were punk songs, and seven of them were hip-hop songs. Relatively even. And with that... Let's play some fucking I Can't Surf by the Reverend Horton. Drink. Yeah. definitely hear us like robbing a bank to this soundtrack and like yeah absolutely 
pastel suits. Pastel suits. Yeah. yeah. I can also imagine us like robbing a Cumberland Farms to this in our youth. See, but we wouldn't have taken the money. We would have just taken snacks. We would have taken mad snacks. <laughs> it does sound like a fun little mischievous robbery. Well, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> that's fun. Now we we just have to play some fucking Motorhead. This is Motorhead, Ace of Spades. Letter fucking win. song so God. bad. <laughs> when that song played at my funeral. Right? I feel you. Ugh, Jesus, it just makes me want to break shit. Oh, oh my God. Just, yeah, just play that shit. Play that shit while they're lighting me on fire. Yeah, dude. Okay, I'm about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Full old school fucking cremation ceremony with the Ace of Spades. That's how I want to go. <laughs> Listen, Richardson, Seth wanted this. That's right, Hudson. You've got it. You've got this on tape. I'll just hold up the boombox. It's true. I got this on tape. Ha! You got this on tape. (laughs) I'm just gonna roll up with a boombox, and they're just gonna shake their heads. (laughs) Right? If 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 somebody doesn't ever doesn't believe my my last will and testament, Hudson has it on tape from 20 fucking 19. Amazing. Okay. Send me flaming down the river with a boombox playing Ace of Spades on top. Yes. Like, fuck it. Yes, Seth, I will honor you. <laughs> oh, my God. That's fantastic. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad that all of you got to participate in Seth's final will and testament, guys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, drink for, drink for Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4, released in 2002. So they pretty much, once they figured out the recipe in three, they're like, I bet we're just going to build off this. So they just made everything bigger, really, in this one. Aside from the playlist being almost double the size as it was in previous games, uh, the levels were also bigger as well because of advances in technology. Mm. This game was transitional because it was the last one out for PlayStation, but it also had releases on GameCube, PS2, and even desktop computers. So now we're on to the second generation oh. of systems. Yeah. It's, once okay. you get computers, and yeah, so you can, you can already see where this is going. So now they actually need, like, a computer. Compu- I still fuck around with my N64. I collect games. I have a lot of fun with it. But it's like a calculator. <laughs> it's like- was, was Xbox out yet? Xbox was not out yet. Okay. This is PlayStation 2. Right. This is PlayStation 2 era. Yeah, actually, let's find out when did Xbox come out? When did Xbox? 2001. 
Interesting. Super wrong. Yeah, I don't know why that didn't. Uh, well, I mean, they were in competition with PlayStation, so they probably had a contract. They might have had a contract. That's true. It's interesting that they had GameCube though, as well. But yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, now we're onto the second generation of systems that this series is being published on. And because of that, you also have a whole new audience of kids getting those game systems and getting those games. They also got rid of the time limit on levels in this game, so you could spend a lot more time casually playing, which meant a lot more time casually absorbing the music. This shit was drilled into our skulls because we loved it so much. Even if you weren't actually listening to it for the music, you spent hours with the music because you wanted to beat the levels so it wasn't even about the music it was it was there you just absorbed it naturally at this point in our story the tony hawk series is guaranteed big business it's not just neversoft working with tony hawk and i'm sure they definitely took advantage of their bigger budgets to secure the rights to more classic established tracks like mm -hmm. acdc's tnt nwa's express yourself and iron maiden's number of the beast sick yeah, I'm sure they also used their position as a newly established platform to get burgeoning up-and-coming acts involved, like The Distillers, The Offspring, Aesop Rock, mm. and Idea. Very interesting. Out of the underground and into the mainstream. Splash. So as a res... Splash. <laughs> as a result, there's a lot less truly underground music on this playlist but at the same time, you've got a playlist perfectly designed to celebrate the old while bringing in the new. It's a perfect combo for getting mom and dad's approval on a cool, rebellious video game while keeping it current for a new generation at the time. This was a hidden blessing in the game because I, I didn't have a game system growing up, but my friends mm -hmm. did. I remember my homie Daniel's mom walking in on us playing the game and she would hear like ACDC and be like, all right, this is cool word. Good song. Yeah. And then like maybe dance around with us and have some fun with us for a bit or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then like, so she would totally missed all the songs with the curse words and stuff like that. Cause you know, we would just be hanging out screaming fuck every now and again and you know, whatever it was fine. Because she wasn't there. There's was a perfect balance where, like, I felt like I was getting away with something, but at the same time, it, it made mom and dad happy, so it was perfect. It was. It's true. They continued pushing subgenres in this playlist. For example, the punk section includes folk punk, like Flogging Molly, Ska from Less Than Jake, Pop Punk from Goldfinger, and OG 70s Punk from The Sex Pistols. This playlist also included more contri contributions from the skaters themselves. Kareem Campbell's City Stars made a return to the playlist, this time on regular rotation, with a song called Bad Dreams featuring Jai Plus. Steve Caballero's punk band, The Faction, contributed a song called Skate and Destroy. And Chad Muska Tight. made some actually really amazing beats as muscabees really? dude i'm gonna play some later he's like i was i was floored the man actually was really is i hope he's still making music he's very talented like That's really cool yeah it's a, it's a, he's got a whole mixtape i'm yeah you, you, everyone should check it out anyway low-key actually no i have it in my notes to talk about it now <laughs> so low-key his entire mixtape is fire and he's got some crazy talent like Raekwon and Biz Markie contributing bars for it 
So two years after this, the U.S. Uh, the two years after this, a Polish version was put out with even more hip hop and rock music on it. Mostly hip hop, actually. It's kind of we're gonna play some of the Polski hip hop in a bit. So start us off with Tony Hawk Pro Skater Fizzor. This is Aesop Rock with Labor, one of my favorite tracks by him. Drink. Who put the monkey wrench well or perfectionist effort? Just to watch these monitors spit white quakes through your office space. Automate. I affect Dolly D. Porter, then a cloud clusters, brushing dust, my talk is starving all revolution sound jugglers. Delinquent fan from brick habitat, Bob Weave, stick, move, bend, and pour somewhere in the middle for slick and vengeance. This year's brain crop has been spectacular. I ain't mad at you, don't say mad at the caliber. Tally up the alley, cat aggression in this chuggy fresh infested mess of baseline busting. Automatically, boy, crawl on can't combust circuit. Working these war pick ciphers with head striker stability. The kamikaze chivalry. I alone, noble in a warm boob, yod. Walking dead generation, ain't nobody asking for your patience. His stuff is so dense. I love Aesop Rock, but his his lyricism is so it's like reading the Tao. Like like it's so dense. He's so good. That, yeah, shit is absurd. Yo, I can I can I chime in with something real quick about Chad Buska? I did a I just did a quick a quick Google of him um, for just to see like the music section of his Wikipedia. Um, and it, this is what the Wikipedia music section of his, of his thing reads. Um, it was Muska's music has been released under the alias Muska beats. And he has produced music for old school hip hop artists, such as Africa Mabata, Biz Marquee, Guru, uh, Melly Mel, Ice T, Jiro uh, the Damaja, and KRS one, as well as, Wu-Tang Clan members, Raekwon, and you God. Yeah. So homie's out here. He's, he's, he's made some shit. Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to skip ahead to him in a minute. Because, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, no, my bad. No, no, it's cool. It's worth it now. No, no, it's good. Fucking everyone should listen to his mixtapes. They're fucking sick. They're, like, Muska Beats is, is, is actually low-key. Like, I'm kind of inspired. <laughs> the man, That's so dope. Uh, the man blew my mind. So this is Muska Beats in Jeru the Damaja. And actually, it's spelled that way. J-E-R-U then the and d-a-m-a-g-a so jeru the damaja jeru the damaja jeru the damaja jeru the damaja uh and the song is called verses of doom check this and it goes like out this. for all your new jacks that never heard me spit bring beats rhymes and freaks and watch me split shit bang like bloods and crips to legitimate the quick mcs talk big but sonic waves crack your helmet Long dick, the chicken heads crush they pelvic bones. I blow up spots, slam microphones. Thinking about bass and dog, adjust your tone. Fuck rhyming, I leave your eyes shining like chrome. Rims, main course, knuckle sandwich intense. Try and wet me, I multiply like rim lens. I'm a vet in the game, I know the outs and ends. Still, I'm constantly beefing like cowboys and Indians. Outlaw star, like Gene Star Wind. Kick in that crazy shit like a soccer hooligan. So, money, break yourself, you know what's good for your health. Call me ninja, not nigga, cause I move in stealth. Mode, after this joint, your head It's so hard to cut these guys off, cause it's just all bars. There's no chords. God, I know, it's on these. straight bars. <laughs> um, by the way. That was filthy. Uh, yeah, no, it's gnarly, dude. All they really start putting some like amazing hip hop on here. Like Aesop Rock is one of my favorite. Aesop Rock is actually probably my favorite rapper of all time. Um, 
Sorry, no, that's not true. I think he's the best rapper of all time. My favorite rapper of all time. Oh, shit. I do. I, I think his lyricism and his vocabulary and just the... He is so good at his job that you actually have to read his lyrics multiple times to get it because you can get multiple things out of what he's written. It's so dense. It's it's just insane. That's very cool. I've never I've never actually read his lyricism, so I gotta check that out. He's insane, and he I mean yeah, his vocabulary is just bonkers. I think there was actually like a a, a time I don't know some magazine did some sort of like who has the which rappers had the widest vocabulary, and my man's was at the top. And it's because he rhymes like the dumbest, craziest words that you actually have to look up the definitions for. It's crazy. Sick. Um, but Muscabeats, this guy is like, like I had no idea he was so good. This is insane. Um, very, very multi-talented individual. Drink for Chad Muska. Drink for Chad Muska. Good for him. Mm-hmm. And now, in case you thought that playlist here was a majority of hip-hop oh no 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 they they did it pretty evenly on this one as well they had 37 songs in the u.s version like i said almost double from uh, the previous versions and oh actually i take it back i was super wrong they have it pretty split between punk and hip-hop so like 14 hip-hop songs and 18 punk songs and okay. they, then they have five rock songs or what i called rock songs whenever i went through them all because most of them were mm-hmm. it's like you have, uh, wow, and, th- and that includes, like, metal. You see ska here. Yeah, they, wow, they really just leaned in with punk and hip-hop in this one. There is a lot more hip-hop on this uh, on this uh, playlist in comparison to other genres, or in comparison to previous playlists. This is a majority of the, yeah, this is not a majority, but, yeah, almost half compared to previous ones where it was, like, a third at most. And, and what year did this come out? This is 2002. All right. That's like that's pretty dope too because there's like there were a lot of just suburban white kids who were buying this game and playing it in their basement who like probably would not have heard this shit otherwise. Agreed for sure. But then we also have and I have to give big ups too because I'm I, I low key I have the the biggest crush on this this singer. Um, I, don't, I I still don't know her name, but the 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 Distillers are on this playlist and I love them so much. It's also our first female. Uh, singer on the entire out of the entire Tony Hawk series, so we got to show oh, some shit. love, and she reps the punk so hard. Oh my god! Check out the song Seneca Falls. Drink. straight up I I sure do in your face mosh until your fucking knuckles bleed punk rock it's just great shit you can't not love it that's yeah that was that was some hard shit alright so two years later they released this uh, video game in Poland and they added like how many how many how many we got here we got one two three four five six seven eight nine wait two four six Seven, eight, yes, nine. Didn't count twice to make sure. Wow, we are drinking fast, Excellent. Seth. Holy jeez. Okay, we are. 
So they added nine songs from Poland that were only available over there, which I'm sorry. They okay. should have started putting these out in our, in, in our country as well. Damn it, I wanted these tracks too. Whereas, and actually, it's, uh, relative, I did a little bit of research into these acts and everything. So one thing I forgot to say about Finn KL, is actually they're pretty much the, uh, the South Korean equivalent of like RTLC. Interesting. So they, they it's like a, a, they're actually very well respected. It's like a, they're like kind of legendary pop acts. Um, so it's, it's not just like a, they really put their own flavor on these things, which is really fucking, or these countries really put their own flavor on these things, which is really cool. Yeah. And so with these Polish acts, a lot of these are like classic Polish hip hop tracks, kind of like, like we would put like nineties hip hop in and stuff like that. Right. Right. So this, so I'm going to play two of these. We have WSZ. C and E Jack, like, like that's that's I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sure it's pronounced. If any of y'all know how I should pronounce, I'm it sure you Polish, just butchered it, but like it's okay. No, no, no. I'm, it's 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 just three. Let's... It's just letters. W S Z C N E J period A period K. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm spelling it. I don't. Oh wait, I see. Wait, okay. So, Terap <laughs> I'm looking. I think someone included a pronunciation on this YouTube video. That's funny. <laughs> but it's all in, it's all in Polish. Otherwise, except for the part in quotes that's broken up, like "terap job." So "terapa." I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't speak Polish, y'all. I'm slaughtering this, but <laughs> it's great music. <laughs> it's great. It's phenomenal. It's mostly consonants. I'm sorry. All right, check it out. W S E C N E Jack. Jak nie ma to, kiedy słychać. Muzyka daje ludziom pooddychać Uczuleni na złe miasto będą kichać To ma zapychać Dziurę co powstaje Kiedy obcy ludzie mijają się nawzajem Przez zakorkowane miasto Przejeżdża przecinakiem Staje się rozgląda Ludziom przygląda Na ogół mu to ładnie nie wygląda Woli powyglądać przez okno Bo tam na moment widzi tak jakby dotknął Cię potknął W tramwaju chce otwierać okno Powiało mokrym deszczem, mierczem Łamanym przez miejską prozę Co z radością czasem musi mieszać w drodze Pokonując muzyką przestrzeń Więcej uśmiechu, a mniej westchnień Really fun stuff Yeah, I'd bop to that, that's really cool I have no clue what's being said But that was a really fun track the video is super. That it was. The video is super duper fun as well. It's just like, there's this. Okay, so the rapper is is doing his thing in a stairway. Some Mary. There's one member of a mariachi band, and these two ladies are turned off by the lead singer. Everyone's wearing like '90s fucking bowler hats that are coming back now, like the fit. Excuse me, like you know the fishing hats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's cute. It's great. It feels like a little time capsule. The, the fucking bucket hats. Ugh. And now, now at, you know, towards the end of the video, there's a dance number, and and you know, of course there is. They're like walking in the woods. It's cute. It's great. Fucking. <laughs> it's cute. It's cute. <laughs> this next song, great radio. We're doing excellent here. This is an excellent podcast. We're doing excellent. We're doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> this is sweet noise. Is the name of the band, so I can I can do that one, but this is another one that I, I I'm not even gonna try to pronounce because again it's mostly mostly consonants, W S Z Y S T K O. So assuming the Y is sometimes a vowel, it's Wizisko Wizisko, and I'm sure it's not that at all. The tracks. I'll allow it. <laughs> Thank you, Seth. I appreciate you egging me on. <laughs> I need your support right now. So here for you. 
Uh, this track slaps though. Check it out. This is a really fun one. Drink. Also drink because y'all probably didn't drink last time because I told True. you. Because I didn't say to. So drink twice. <laughs> hanging out in my hot as balls music space that's hotter than the outside and you know I, I i do think i accumulated like two more inches of grossness because of that song straight out oh for sure just mm-hmm. just from bopping mm-hmm. just from bopping so while all this great music is coming out on this video game other things are starting to lean more in this direction outside of just the you know uh, okay so art imitates life right life also imitates art it creates a feedback loop when something gets cool enough to inspire other people so we're four games in and we've already talked about how major acts like lincoln park are coming out as well and so you start to see that fusion becomes a lot more mainstream it becomes cool to break down these barriers around this time so you see even more manifestations of this and uh, further, uh, one of my favorite ones is this band called The Transplants, which made their debut the same year Here we go. as this video game. And I can't wait to do a, uh, an episode on these guys because holy shit, this is one of, this is to my, to, to this day, this is Travis, my favorite Travis Barker project. This is a super group of musicians that included Tim Armstrong of Rancid and Operation Arvey. Travis Barker of Blink-182, and their mutual roadie, Rob Aston, who raps. Their debut album was a truly original sonic fusion of punk and hip-hop inspired by the 90s and 2000s. And honestly, you could replace the entire Tony Hawk soundtrack with their music and get the same vibes. Damn. Not many people paid attention to them during their first album, but a few years later, when 2005 hits their second album drops, they were doing performances mm. with Snoop Dogg on MTV. Damn. Things, think they went full mainstream. I think they headlined Warp Tour around that time as well. Like they blew. That sounds about right. Yeah, so like you can see, you can track the progression of fusion in this way, not only with the Tony Hawk games, but also with acts like them. That's why I definitely want to cover them later on. Right. So now, we're on to Tony Hawk Underground, which is a canonical change up in the series and a very very uh, uh, decisive one seth if i recall this one is one of your least favorite tony hawk games am i am am i correct tony hawk underground Mm -hmm. you are in fact correct so yeah so so i got i was really into tony hawk basically tony hawk pro skater through tony hawk pro skater 4 um and once the pro skater series ended i really lost interest because they started trying to make it more realistic. And one of the things that I really enjoyed about Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 through 4 was that like I could do these absurdly unrealistic 
like series of a billion tricks and I could load up fucking zero gravity <laughs> yeah, and dude. like and like perfect balance and shit like that with the cheat <laughs> codes and I could just rip you know and like and then Tony Hawk Underground came out and started trying to make it more realistic it was more about like doing you know like doing like the revert into the manual like into the revert into the combo you know and all that bullshit into the refurbished and, couch 360 variable exactly yeah exactly <laughs> and just like and and i just was not about that i i wanted my i wanted my like really fun and kind of comically unrealistic tony hawk pro skater back so you're totally right underground was when whenever you played through it initially it was a lot more realistic but it was still you had to unlock all the goofiness man fucking you know what one day i'm gonna get this game and we're gonna play it together like really really drunk i swear to right, god it's gonna get real happen. drunk and play it it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be like your bachelor party shit i swear to god so i'm so down <laughs> so all right <laughs> seth i have strippers alcohol and tony hawk underground <laughs> that sounds like only a good time like that's like i would absolutely pay for a bunch of, of, of I would definitely pay for a bunch of topless strippers to cheer me on while we battle it out. That sounds like, great. Roaringly drunk. That sounds on amazing. On Tony Hawk Chris Gator, <laughs> on Tony Hawk Underground. That sounds like an excellent Friday night. That sounds a great. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't be mad at that. I can't think of a better waste of time. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> that sounds great. All right. All right. Anyway, so you're right. Tony Hawk was a big shift in the gameplay, and a lot of people were turned off by it, but other people would say it's the, one of the best games in the series, because it, it completely redefined the formula. This is a big shift. So, not only are we now firmly entrenched in the PS2 and Xbox era of gaming tech, this is also a time period where, you know, because of that, everything is much bigger. You can do a lot more right. with the games. And so technology is, because technology is advanced, you can put even more music in and more games and more levels and stuff like more content for people to get into and spend their time absorbing the music in an auxiliary manner. <laughs> so, first of all, this playlist was even more than double the size of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4, boasting 80 songs across the holy trinity of punk, hip-hop, and punk. Punk, hip-hop, and punk. Blah, 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 blah. Punk, hip-hop, and rock. Holy fuck, Seth. This is going to get ugly. Whew. This is going to get weird. It is considered by some to be one of the most diverse collections of music in a video game ever. Damn. I'm, yeah. This one and Tony Hawk 2, or Tony Hawk Underground 2. I'm pretty sure this is also the first time when you could filter by genre within the game as well, allowing you to spend more time specifically picking out your favorite songs as opposed to reloading a level time and time again and hoping to hear the one that you wanted. True, okay. The gameplay had a massive change as well. Instead of picking out a pro skater and playing through their career, you made your own skater and played your own career. Mm. So this allowed for massive character customization so players were truly unlimited in their ability to mix fashion styles that were previously unassociated or bleh, that were previous pre this bleh. this allowed the this allowed for massive character custom holy shit <laughs> ah. This allowed for massive character customization so characters were truly un so players not characters Play, 
Maybe those players are characters as well, but we're calling them players because they were playing the game. Ha! Whoa. We're truly unlimited in their ability to mix fashion styles that were previously associated with only certain genres. So now you literally have a virtual dressing room for crossing how these genres that you've been listening to for years as a fan of the Tony Hawk series, you can, you can visually mix these things as well now. And I do re specifically remember around this time period, you know, I grew up in a, uh, I went to public school in Louisiana. We had a, uh, a majority population of black kids. And I, you know, we had like, like 20% white kids in the junior high school that I went to. And I remember suddenly, you know, skateboarding was, you know, just kind of thinking me and my white friends did really. And suddenly a whole bunch of uh, kids from, you know, a whole bunch of black kids were asking me about skateboarding and stuff like that. And I was asking them about hip hop and it opened the doors for a conversation in a place where really you didn't really cross those boundaries very often as a kid because or at least during that time period, because there is so much fear from the people above you, you know, your parents and your grandparents and your teachers and stuff like that. And so this was like a Dragon Ball Z in how it broke down boundaries between so many people. <laughs> Strong reference. Right? But, dude, I swear to God, you could take Dragon Ball Z and two dudes who grew up from the 90s from any part of the world, and as long as they were fans of the game, they're going to be besties. Like, it's mean? true. It's like, not wrong. Like, there's, there's something... I don't know. There's something about Dragon Ball Z and the zeitgeist of the greater consciousness of humanity that's like every dude in the world who watched that is like, fuck yeah. Like, true. It's true. Um, it's a bridge. And this was Tony Hawk served that the Tony Hawk Underground games started serving as that as well, because suddenly you were mixing these things on your own. And so you wanted to make it real. So you would take things like skate shoes and vans and rock like baggy jeans and shit like that or wear like like mm -hmm. you know uh basketball jerseys or baggy shirts um i you know chains or whatever suddenly you know you, you start seeing hair cha styles change and stuff like that it's, it's it created a lot more curiosity and because of that it created a lot more experimentation between these subcultures mm -hmm. that previously really hadn't played in the same sandbox whoo that was hard that was mostly off the dome drink <laughs> there you go my man um, I'm busting into Spike Shelter number four. Right now. <sighs> I'm on. I'm on beer too. Let's get it. Good, so, good work. Good work. In brief, Tony Hawk Underground players were allowed to mix aesthetics as well as genres, further blending the lines between previously previously established subcultures. Like I was saying before, this is truly a life imitates art moment because shortly after this you start seeing all these mixing of styles occur in real life. Musically, the biggest changes in this playlist occur in the rock and punk sections. Mm -hmm. Rock gets a lot more heavy metal. Blues gets introduced to Tony Hawk. Mm. Both rock and punk get a heavy dose of country elements introduced to their sections through Southern Rock and Psychobilly. Oh shit, okay. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's country starts getting yeah. thrown into the mix as well. And like dirty country too, not pop country. Right. No, like that that nasty Southern shit. Mm-hmm. Hip-hop's biggest change is that they started putting more fo more of a focus on the DJ. So they started including turntablism, like songs, like instrumentals of turntablism for the very first time. That's cool. So on this playlist, we have 80 songs. <laughs> Fuck. 
Yeah, compared to the last one, which was 37 in the U.S. version. So mm. more than double, like I said. Rock, wow. Rock had 28 and included metal, grunge, fusion, southern rock, and you know punk metal, like thrash metal and stuff like that, even more subgenres. And then you have punk, which included like old school, your pop punk, your folk, and your ska. And then you had 24 hip hop songs. Interesting. So pretty even split. And that, that's according that's not according to my definitions of the music. That's according to the the publicly released, like what they put out. Like, like yes, we released a playlist of blah blah, blah like the official statements. Interesting. So I'm gonna focus I'm gonna focus more on the country element because I think it's hella fun. This is some southern punk or psychobilly or whatever you want to call it. This song is by a band called Nine Pound Hammer. And the song is called Run, Fat Boy, Run. I love this track. Chicken box, corn dog, hot grits, corn log, watermelon, pig's feet, fried squirrels, and tea. Pork brain, sweet tea, ham hock, butter beans, chocolate, burgers, banana foot, yeah! <laughs> it's true it really is that's a great track i love that track it's so much fun that one's one I, that one really stuck out to me as well i find that that one like there's a, a few songs throughout all the playlists that really resonate like ex- extremely well with the audience and that one was one that was, it's just so goofy that i feel like a lot of people who are fans of the game remember that one yeah they also started adding some more really incredible hip-hop Possibly my favorite track from this entire play- playlist is, everyone knows this track, who's played this game, uh, is a track by Bus Driver called Imaginary Places. Check this shit out. I'm just here to hold your hand when you die, and to show you around imaginary places. Put a muddy lumps in my bloody stump, and it will have a spot that's a perfect circle. Die in your sleep with a sky at your feet, I'll treat you when you're happy, or maybe you will find peace. How did you do it? I don't know, I'm okay. Every person I know is a secret story agent, cause I'm accused of lewd conduct. Stole the heart to rape from prom side, and I got a woman for my arrest and put me in a loony bin. Remix that track like now. Oh, I gotta make a bootleg for my sets. The way he follows the flute and everything, it's just so fucking good. Oh, God. Oh, it's so hot. <laughs> I feel uh, that this is one that's kind of like Goldfinger when I talked about in the very first episode with that Superman track. This, yep. uh, for people who played the later games, I feel like that's the track. That's the one that everyone took away. Like, holy fuck, this blew my skull whenever I played the game. Right. I, I literally remember pausing the first time I heard that track in the game. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, like, what the hell am I listening to? <laughs> so this one I appreciate much more as an adult. I didn't get it as a kid. But they included... So the first turntablism song that they included on a Tony Hawk uh-huh. playlist was by The God, the man that taught the U.S. how to turntable, Mr. DJ Cubert. 
this this man is the, another episode in and of himself. I, I had the pleasure of seeing him play at Burning Man, and I have never seen anything like it. Anything in, in anything in my I I've never experienced a single musical event like his set that night. That is that's saying something. It was fucking magical, and you could tell that it's like he makes it look so effortless. He's so good at his job. He's he's a Hendrix man. He's a virtuoso of the turntable. If you don't know DJ Cubert, check him out. He actually was a really cool fun fact about him. When I say he taught America how to turntable, uh, I'm not kidding. Fucking, he actually has like scratch records that he put out, like like I think they're even called like like like, like fucking DJ DJ Cubert vinyl, yeah DJ Cubert's complete do it yourself volume one. <laughs> like this guy literally taught America how to scratch. So um, that's amazing. This is, this is the track Cosmic Assassins. argument that DJing isn't making music. Yeah. I agree because I point to shit like this, but man, most DJs aren't doing this these days. So like, fuck. Accurate. God, he's so good. He's amazing. Everyone should uh, check out DJ Cubert. By the way, everyone should check out all the artists that we've been talking about this episode. I gotta get better about saying this. Please, please, please. We tell you these songs and everything so that you can find them on Spotify, so that you can find them on YouTube, so that you can find them on iTunes, buy them, stream them, support these artists. These are it's literally living history. This is a part of your culture. This is like this is this is a part of who you are, whether or not you recognize it or not. We're all connected in this stuff. And all these songs and everything that we're showing you reverberates throughout everything else. Fucking Dubstep influences every other genre one year. Rock music influences every other genre another year. Everything there's a everything gives and takes. There's a giant give uh, pull, push and pull. So please support these artists. And if you really fuck with these, like if you fuck with like the full collections too, if you're feeling nostalgic for these tracks, um, there are a lot of user made Spotify playlists that have entire games compiled together. Um, so there, so those are available and around. So if you, if you're feeling nostalgic, if you want to go back and listen, like you can definitely like hit your Spotify and you can, you can stream the, like, you know, the, the fan made ones. Excellent plug. That was very well done, Seth. Good thinking. Next we got Tony Hawk underground two, <laughs> two, um, Tony Hawk underground <laughs> two came out in two. Wow, I keep burping, dude. Fucking Jesus. That's why I don't drink beer during whenever we record. That's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> Tony Hawk Underground 2 came out in 2004. And this was uh, this is the peak for the fusion that Tony Hawk started. Oh, the, shit. The Berlin Wall between subcultures was not just tumbled by this point, but utterly obliterated. At this point... Real fucked. It was cool to fuck these things up i i when did girl talk come out bounce that came out two years later sick 
so like you can already start seeing where like it became a centralized idea at this point. I bring up Girl Talk. Sorry. For those of you who don't know, Girl Talk is arguably one of the most controversial artists that are, is out there. He's an incredible producer, but he made his fame off of literally taking like four second clips or like little like verses or sections, bits and pieces, and just mashing up stems from all these different genres. So you'll have like a Jay-Z verse over a Radiohead track or something like that. And he very creatively distributed his music in such a way that he could evade like like uh, legal repercussions for a while. I actually don't know what happened to him. He quit making music in 2010 is all I'm seeing on a quick Google search. Um, but I do. Okay. But around this time, you know, from 2006 to 2010, he was the pinnacle of just just breaking down these band, uh, boundaries and fusing everything in a way that was like, what the fuck? Because it hit the mainstream. People have, right. been, people have been doing this shit for a while. You got guys like Bass Nectar who do this shit all day. But this was new to a lot of regular-ass people who were like, what the fuck? This, is, this has never been done before. So this is insane. Yeah, yeah. It broke those boundaries down in the mainstream. So I, that's why I use him as a reference point so much for this stuff. Because it was when hurry. I mean, they, they, there was a Time article release on him or something like that. So, like, people who were in, like, who, who read that shit were like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, this is amazing. Right. Um, because he challenged so many legal laws and shit like that that came as a consequence of him fusing all these different genres and breaking these boundaries down anyway right he was he was like peak post sampling era yes that's a great way of putting it seth excellent i love that so around this time as well you have the transplants releasing their biggest album like i talked about you have haunted cities which features their biggest track diamonds and guns which was featured on a l'oreal shampoo commercial sure was mm-hmm you have Linkin Park and Jay-Z collaboratively release Collision Course, which is an incredible concert. All of you should watch that. Yep. You also have Whole Wheat Bread, which is one of the first all-black all pop-punk bands from Florida. They start recording their debut album, Minority Rules. And so they start performing with Rancid and uh, all the, going on tour as well. So this, this pop-punk voice is no longer just for white people. You have dudes doing this thing and breaking down the boundaries even more. So it's music for everybody now. It's not just suburban white kids playing video games anymore. It's become bigger than that. It's right. all over. You have the Brits getting into it. You have mainstream big business getting into it. You have racial boundaries getting broken down because of this in the mainstream. It's awesome. Warp Tour that year also had one of the most diverse lineups of genres that they've ever had in their career. So it, this stuff is, like I said before, it has ripples that goes throughout everything else and those ripples create totally. more ripples and it, it just snowballs into something crazy like this movement to just fuck it we're gonna fuse everything together yeah back to the music right so on yeah. uh tony hawk to tony hawk underground 2 we have 53 songs they actually brought it down a little bit uh quite a bit actually um, so they have 21 punk, uh, 21 rock and other songs, mm -hmm. 17 punk tracks, and 15 hip-hop tracks. The, so they're sticking to their bread and butter, but they're starting to try to try new things a little bit. Right. Statistically, this is 
the so I said a lot of people argue that Tony Hawk Underground One was more diverse. I stand by that personally because it had a lot more weird subgenres and stuff in it. In Tony Hawk Underground Two, they had less subgenres, but they still had just enough weirdness to actually make it a record breaker around that time period. Mm -hmm. So during that time period, it actually did have the most diverse soundtrack. You have interesting. Yes. Um, and this is kind of going into my listing as well. I'm taking just looking at my notes compared to what they had published for this shit. So, and mm -hmm. you know, I, I heard metal, classic rock, indie rock, and industrial for rock music. For uh -huh. for punk, there was mostly just straight up punk, but you have one ska song and one psychobilly track. Tight. In hip hop, there are two turntable of instrumentals, not just one. So they're keeping that going. And then I'm not going to tell you the other ones. I'm just going to play them for you in a minute. So first. Bump that shit. Yeah, we're going to start with, by the way, I don't know if y'all been drinking, but I'm pretty sure everyone who's listening owes like five drinks at this point, because I haven't been reminding y'all. So if you haven't been, drink whatever you have in front of you, even if it's just water, because that shit's good for you. Oh, yeah. So this is, yeah. So this is Rancid, Fall Back Down, one of my favorite songs of all time ever. Don't worry about me, I'm gonna make it all right Got my enemies crossed, they in my sight I think a BS situation, gonna make it right In the shadow of the darkness, I stand in the light See, it's our style, to keep it true I had a bad year, a lot of going through I've been knocked out, detailed, black and blue She's not the one coming back for you She's not the one coming back for you If I fall back down, you're gonna help me back up again If I fall back down, you're gonna be my friend if I fall back down, you're gonna help me back up again If I fall back down, you're gonna be my friend That song has, like, gotten me through the absolute worst times of my life I, I, I have cried so many times listening to that song because it means so much Great to me. track I adored that track Ugh and this is the first exposure I got to it, so I, I forever thank Tony Hawk and its designers for including it. Oh, yeah. Next up, we have Handsome Boy Modeling School <laughs> with the song Holy Calamity featuring DJ Shadow and DJ Quest. DJ Shadow is another incredible musician, uh, one of the first guys to really start sampling songs for individual pieces. You know, I, I haven't done, like, intense research myself, but I've heard stories where his house is lined with crates and crates of vinyl, and he actually takes, like, a kick from this song, from this sample, records it digitally through through whatever device he does and uses that as his kick, then takes a snare from another vinyl, from another track. Well, you get the point. And pieces all these things together handmade and like like holy shit can you imagine producers out there like can you imagine well, that was one of the most that was one of the most important relationships um in modern music was dj shadow and kanye west go on briefly because holy shit i want to know more but we don't have a lot of time dj, DJ shadow like showed kanye good music w what <laughs> what it, this this is this could be a whole thing by itself. We'll get we'll get okay to this okay. Later. We'll talk later. Fucking yeah okay. This this is an episode. We got to do that shit. I'm what I I'm I'm turned on. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so this is Handsome Boy Bottling School, featuring a being turned on. Holy Calamity, Bear Witness Part 2, featuring DJ Shadow and DJ Quest. Holy Calamity, Scream Insanity, are you ever going to be another great fan of me? Bang! so good they're all so good dj quest and shadow i saw shadow play live once and it was one of the most incredible performances i've seen as well like live turntablism and just doing god i wanted to push my level like that god i wish i could do that shit that's so awesome blows my fucking skull within this album within this album as well they also started including a lot more like metal metal so this is three inches of blood deadly sinners drink said like metal metal before i actually meant to play all a different track but i'm super glad i played that one because that was a lot more like i mentioned iron maiden before and that one's kind of along those veins yeah in this playlist i also included a lot more like modern <laughs> getting into metal history here more modern vocal growls like Urs! and those like deep weird chest grunts you know what i mean yeah so like for example like lamb of god is on this playlist oh shit yeah so like this like, damn Lamb of God. Okay. So they really started expanding their metal subgenre. Sorry, I just said it poorly before, but Three Inches of Blood is fucking dope. <laughs> She's crazy. So now we're onto these three oddball tracks that just kind of. I, I confess, whenever I saw them, I'm like, what the fuck? So technically, Tony Hawk Underground Two does have the most diverse set of genres because of these three songs. They're just completely out of left field. They're all great tracks, but yeah, there's no way y'all are ever going to guess it. So Seth, if you could pick a few tracks to throw here, just like curveball everybody, right? And I mean, there's no limits here. What would you be your, your quick three? Oh man, I would, I would go, I would probably go like I'm every woman Donna, um, by Shaka Khan. <laughs> I would probably go. Um, Dude, I just snorted because of how funny that was. Fuck, excellent. Uh, hold on, what's what's that track called? It's it's share. Uh, do you believe in life after love? Yeah, so I was hoping you would pick that one when you said share. Yep. Uh, and then, and then probably do you like. In life after love? Yeah. Now we're talking. Now we're, <laughs> yeah, there, there we are. We've gotten there. Proper skateboarding music to listen to after Lamb of God. 
Oh yes. Um, and for number three, um, for number three, I'm gonna go like like some Cheryl Crow. You bring you bring in some bad bitches into this mix. You bring in some nice, awesome fucking ladies into this. I like this. This is dope, Always. dude. Some strong fucking bad female musicians. I love this. This is great. I, I, I love I love that. But nah, nah, Seth. That's not nah, what they did. That's not right, what they did. Right, how far off was I? Oh, bro. Oh, bro. You were pretty far off, bro. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You had a great idea, though. Marketing would have loved it. But instead, first they went with. Oh, yeah. Love is a burning thing and it makes a fiery ring bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire I love that that was great I'm so glad they were just like, you know what? We're going to put some like roots, dirty country in. Because we've been showing you how it's get mixed with the blues and how it gets mixed with the punk. Because they totally did educate along the way, even if they didn't intend to. Then you should like, all right, we're going to show you where all that began. Fucking sick. Johnny Cash is punk as fuck. Yes. Next up, we have a... Ooh. We have a... Ooh. ooh, ooh. I'm very excited about this one. Uh, we have a... More rebel music, actually. Another gentleman who's punk as fuck. But again, left field. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune when I'm back on top. Back on top in June I said that's life And as funny as it may seem Some people get their kicks Stomping on a dream But I don't let it Let it get me down Damn it. Ugh, I want to play so much more of Frankie. Oh, man. I used to teach my students that song whenever I was teaching music. Dude, Cutest thing yeah. ever was having like third graders, not even third graders, like seven year olds sing this shit. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Oh, I love Frankie. Oh, I miss my kids. Those were great times. One of the best. Oh. All right. So, further rebel music and like true rebel music. It's a big deal. Come and catch the news. It's the post and Jackie And I'm on set. Big up on those who like the report. Rebel by Ooh, yeah. Steel Pulse. So the first reggae song, like truly reggae song, not ska song, reggae. Like full reggae. Mm-hmm. 
was included on the playlist at this time. So you have three. I think I think it was really interesting that they picked these three. Like, I mean, God, we had like I mean, reggae is rebel music to the most extent. It's fucking punk as shit. And then you have fucking Johnny Cash and Frank Sinatra, who are also like jo- Johnny Cash is the punk of country music, like the OG punk of country music. And, the OG, he was the outlaw. And I I need to learn more about Frankie because I I've heard a thing or two about mafia associations that I gotta look into to un- better understand the story. But from my understanding, no one has ever confirmed that. I, I don't know anything. I've just heard. No stories. one has ever confirmed that. Legends, Husband. legends, Seth. You know what? <laughs> Hudson, I said no one has ever confirmed that. Well, we'll just have to we'll just have to get to the bottom of it, Seth. Gosh, sounds like there's a story there. Sounds like there's multiple. Oh, God, I love these episodes because we, we're going to end up with like four or five more stories strictly because we did these two episodes. Like, True. Um, so yeah, you got Frankie in here as well. Who I don't know if he was truly a rebel, but I know he did what he wanted. <laughs> he did not fuck around. He did not fuck around. So because of honestly, and these games went on until God. This is like Tony. This is Tony Hawk Pro Skater Six. If you were to actually number them all, okay. This series went on until 2007, when the ninth installment was released. I'm not going to go into the music because honestly, at that point, it wasn't history. It was just, it was, it, it, it's like it, it was so mainstream at that point that Tony Hawk, the video games weren't really shock, shocking anymore. They weren't really doing anything right. new. But just to give you a brief rundown, the formula has changed drastically. There are only nine punk songs on the last Tony Hawk game, Proving Ground. There was 14 hip hop songs, and there were 35 rock other tracks. Mm-hmm. Now I don't remember this explicitly, but whenever I, my feeling, whenever I looked at the the other rock explicit track, it was a lot of rock and electronic fusion. So you can see the trend kind of going in that way. But I'm also drunk, and I could be making that up. So <laughs> I encourage I encourage y'all to play the game. But I do believe if that if I, if memory serves that it actually did kind of start fading in that direction because you can watch the curve go with the video games, which is really neat. Very true. Now, and nowadays, you can't even tell where the boundaries of hip hop and punk are. And it's not even weird at all for flutter for artists to flutter between different multiple underground genres. You know, you you got artists like Stephen Curry, Stephen Curry crushing covers holy fuck you have artists like stephen curry crushing covers of rage against the machine you have remixes of songs getting produced in literally every genre the minute that they're getting made released i i i've literally seen songs released and then within 12 hours there's a dubstep remix out these these boundaries like they were the, uh, the these boundaries that existed during the nineties, you know, whenever we were kids, they're gone now. They're gone. They've been erased. It's it's not even not even cool now. Not even cool anymore. It's not even cool anymore to be like, oh, you're a metal kid to like, you don't listen to hip hop or whatever. Oh, fuck you. Nowadays, 
it's you got you got guys like Scarlord, you have guys like Getter who are blending with these two genres. Oh, fucking even you have like like Rich Solo. Uh, Mar- like Marshmallow just did a track with a country vocalist on it. Fucking Old Town Road is a thing with Billy Ray Cyrus. Like, like oh, perfect. God, I love you for no- I love you. I love you for knowing pop. I love you for knowing pop music. You're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Old Town you. Road is hot right now. Thank you, Seth. I'm here for you. Old Town Road is a jam. Old Town, Old Town Road is a Road fucking bop, dude. It's a jam. Like, and, and so it, what's cool about songs like Old Town Road and, and you know acts like what we've been talking about and these video games and everything is that it all kind of led to this moment where we exist now where Old Town Road can't exist in a way that's like people don't blink an eye at it. It's like, wow, that's really neat. As opposed to, what? That's totally ridiculous. Who would ever do that? And to, right. To be fair, I've heard some pretty interesting stories about Old Town Road that we should do like a we should do like a mini episode where we just do like a bunch of like quick like weird stories on. That'd be a fun one. Fucking yeah. Billy Ray's involvement is uh, bless Billy Ray for getting involved and picking up Lil Nas. That was great. Where did the hybridization of all these styles start? What made the fusion of all these cultures possible and happen? It's because of dumb things like this game. It's not the radio. Because the radio was something you could turn off. It's something that you would change the channel if you were not about it. It didn't engage you as a kid. And you're talking about during a time period when you're developing. You're a fucking sponge, right? Oh, yeah. You're soaking up everything around you. You don't even know what you don't know at that age. And so you don't even, you can't even differentiate like, like oh, this is, this is a rock song. This is a punk song. I've kind of heard these things like like separate. Oh, wait a minute. Now you're putting them together. This makes all the sense in the world to me. And so it was the first time where this fusion of styles and all these breaking of boundaries were presented in a way that children could ingest and understand. But at the same time, it was presented in such a s- small, simple way that you didn't have to intellectually understand it. You could feel it. It was genius. The mixture of old and new gave it credibility, as well as create a new platform for new sounds, while sneakily introducing people to new genres and giving them, you know, some old standards in case they hated something. People spent time with these games as well because they were so much fun to play that you didn't even realize how much music you were absorbing. It's not like you played the Tony Hawk games to be like, oh, I want to listen to some punk rock. You didn't treat them like a CD. But once they introduced the things where it's like, oh, yeah, you can select just the punk playlist and bump that. It was like, oh, fuck, yeah. Like, then you started spending more time actively engaging with the music. Oh, yeah. You also have news stories and lifestyles that were similar enough. But then you had this, this video game to break down that last thing to make you go, wait a minute. We really are the same. We're playing with the same fucking toy right now. So you have Tony, uh, you have bus driver, and you know blowing minds for you know white kids. But then you also have like metal introduced, it's getting introduced to people of color. Uh, then you have at least in a, you know, sorry, not that it wasn't always there, but at least down south where I came from, this was like revolutionary because it was like wow, oh, yeah. it was it, it was game changing. And then you had the character customization on top of that. So Tony Hawk Underground took things to the next level in terms of self-expression because you created your own character from scratch. So the game was about you, and you could take all these different elements and not only listen to them while enjoying the game, 
but physically represent them and express yourself while doing it. Hell yeah. So the game empowered children <laughs> to break down these boundaries. And you're seeing these effects 20 years later in kids that are like, hey, I'm going to put a trap intro into a dubstep track and don't make me break down all those genres that go into that sin as well. Don't make me do it. <laughs> like, like you, it's, it's, we take it so gra for granted these days that all these boundaries had to be broken down within our lifetimes for the music we enjoy to exist. And so it's true. that's what's so fucking cool about the Tony Hawk games because it really helped jumpstart this shit. And it really made it so we could, all these different musical genres could start playing in the sandbox, same sandbox together. Hit me. Bruh. That's it. We did it. After Holy like. shit. Yeah. We've been trying for weeks to finish these two. And fucking, yo, we just did it. We made it. Tony Hawk part two on sex, drugs, and drink tickets is Dunsky family. <laughs> God damn. That was a lot of tracks. I drank a lot of Spike Seltzer. Uh, I'm going to kill it now in, in memory of this podcast and the Tony Hawk video games. And may I never have to make a podcast about this story again <laughs> good god this is a marathon not a sprint it's true it's true listeners if you're still with us if you're still like i don't know if you're home and drinking all this and not talking to people and not doing something if you're like knocked out and asleep by now we don't blame you normally i would be as well if you're driving and you're drinking water you should pull over and go to the bathroom because your stomach you should pee yeah your bladder sorry not your stomach that's your stomach is not where pee is stored but your bladder will explode are you sure anyway don't fuck you Seth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Yo, Seth, where can they find you at? Where can they talk to you? Where can they yell death, death threats and compliments and stories we should talk about? At Damn Seth Daniel on all of the important platforms. I don't have Facebook because Facebook is whack. Fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg. Um, but Twitter and Instagram, you can find me there or at Front of House. I'm probably doing sound for your favorite band. I'm Webson on Instagram. Webson Official on most other things. Also, be sure to check out Kill Your Ego. This boy's are wonderful at supporting us and check out those designs coming up on those t-shirts. Please check the stores because we're going to have some really cool shit for your boys coming soon. Thank y'all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the ride as much as we did. We had a bunch of fun with y'all tonight. Get home safe. Tip the bartender. Make sure that you go to the bathroom before you get back in the car and have a great night. Later. What up, guys? Run DMT here, reminding you to join our mailing list. You can do so by heading over to killyouregonow.com and click the Join Us tab. Please do so to get exclusive offers, downloads, releases, freebies, all kinds of stuff, plus a lot of information about what we have coming up on the horizon. Check it out. You won't be sad. Bye.